Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to my independence report. It is Thursday, and it means that it's uh, brought to you by MTS uh, um, Management, which is Michael Stover. He's a wonderful man, and we may mention him again during the course of our time together because he is—he's brought us together, and it's really—it's really cool. We've got uh, Pamela Hopkins with us. She is a multiple um, uh, musician, singer, songwriter. Um, she does all kinds of stuff, and and uh, she's going to work in uh, a couple hours as a piano, uh, as a pianist in a, in a bar, and uh, and so she's just awesome. So welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. I'm so happy that we could have this time together because we've got a couple of songs lined up that we're going to play for you, and they're the, your how you say it, your latest releases, yes. and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun we get to talk about that we get to talk about you and uh your passion now this goes back your career started all the way back in 2015 am i correct in that uh, well so the dueling piano bar career started i started doing stuff like part-time kind of 2013 going into 14 and then went full-time but um as a solo artist um probably 2018 solo artists but yeah right. musician started about 2013 2014 right around there is piano your number one uh, um instrument yes it is now i started off on the cello back when i was a kid i did that for 10 years and went to college on that scholarship along with choir and um played a little bit of piano growing up but really learned how to do it more probably about eight and a half years ago and really got into doing that and that's what my full-time job is, is i'm a dueling piano player outside of my solo career so yep now, now ex explain exactly, because there are some folks who maybe not go to a bar that has dueling pianos. What exactly does a dueling piano bar do? So there are two piano players at a time on stage. And basically, we take requests, uh, top 40 songs from like the 50s to today. And we try to do an interactive show with a little bit of comedy and um as well as and all of it's unscripted. It's all, you know, improv. But um, we take requests on like the, the top songs and then we basically, you know, get you to sing along with them, clap along. We do funny bits. We celebrate birthdays and anniversaries and divorces and whatever you come to have a good time for. So our job is to throw the party. That's what we do. So we throw the party and everybody, you know, if you're into singing along at the top of your lungs to, you know, uh, living on a prayer, then uh, that that's this a place for you, you know, and that's kind of how it goes. I mean, it's it's a fun. It, I've been doing it for almost eight years, and it's I've been the, it's been the best career that I've had. It's my third career, and it's the uh, the best one that I've had the most fun at, and um, it just I enjoy it so much. And I got into it because I loved going to piano bars. I was like, I could do that. It's been <laughs> a lot of hard work, but yeah, I'm doing so, it. So, so there you go. I just have to ask, how many times a night do you get somebody asking for you to play Piano Man? Uh, one or two, minimum, generally. Now, it goes, here's the thing, it goes in waves. So there will be, you know, well, I'm at a piano bar, i got to request Piano Man, or they request Don't Stop Believing. That's probably our most 
requested song. Don't start believing um, Sweet Caroline, you know, Brown Eyed Girl, Piano Man. Um, but lately, a lot of people have been requesting Piano Man. So I play harmonica on that song as well. Um, oh. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm a multi-instrumentalist. So, yeah, that one comes up. Right now it's coming up, but we may go a month and not have anybody request it, which is kind of weird because we are in a piano bar. <laughs> so I've often wondered because I worked in a place that we had a, a pianist and he could he could go for four or five hours and not have to look at any sheet music at all. And he had all, how many songs do you have stuck in your head to be able to do this all the time? Um, probably at least a thousand at any given time and then I can read a lot more but not all of the songs that are up here that I know people ask for so sometimes they kind of go by the wayside I forget like um, I could play you know one of the first songs I learned was dream a little dream of me um, by the mamas and the papas and of course that doesn't come up so I don't know if I could still play it but I could figure it out I know it well enough I could probably figure it out and you know tinker around and get it but that would be one I would may have to look up again and just kind of browse and then I could do it again. But yeah, so there's a lot of songs I think I learned early on in my career that um, don't come up anymore or never came up. And there were songs I wanted to learn, um, but I would say probably roughly a thousand swimming around up there at any time. And then all of the ones that I can read on the spot, there's probably you know, another thousand. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it is, it is so sad because I'm a little older now, so I grew up in the 60s and the 70s and the mm -hmm. 80s, and I remember a lot of, so you just brought up the a band that, that came to be in 1967, 68 right. with Cass Elliott and, and, and the crew, and there are lots of people that go, who? And, right. And, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> I have, a, I have, a, I have a, an associate that I said, it's really exciting. I'm going to interview somebody that used to play with Chicago. Who? <laughs> you're like you know uh the guy that does you're the inspiration <laughs> like karate kid karate kid <laughs> exactly yeah. and so it was it's it's really is it is tough when you're and i so i imagine that for you you have to keep on learning new stuff in order to keep current with yeah. what's happening but are you getting current songs that doesn't yeah. seem <laughs> um, WAP is a big one. It's starting to fade out right now by Cardi B. Um, but I had to learn that one. Uh, right now I'm learning, and I don't know if I can say this, but I mean, it is it is a song that's out by Trey Lewis. Um, it's probably his biggest song right now. But Dick Down in Dallas, that's his song, and that one comes up now. So, <laughs> is in so because you're, <laughs> I always wanted to ask this to somebody that actually yeah. is a musician, has had to learn a lot of music and stuff. In my impression is that music, by and large, except for I, I have to tell you, the two songs that we're going to play that you did are just phenomenal. But thank you. By and large, I don't think music is as good as it was. Um, I would probably agree. <laughs> I would probably agree. There's a lot of music that had sticking power. You know, we, we call sticking power like worth learning and not reading and memorizing. And now they just kind of come and go. There's not many that stick around where people are like, oh, yeah, play that one. And it still goes, you know, it goes it goes big for a little while, even in the piano bar. And then it just kind of disappears. But the songs, you know, like I said, like Sweet Caroline, Don't Stop Believing, um, Ice Ice Baby, you know, some of them that had more sticking power back then. Those songs are still relevant in the piano bar today. So, but like WAP, it, it lasted for about five months and now it hardly ever comes up anymore. So, 
you know. Well, and a lot of people. Thank I, God. I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, Thank you God. know, when, when people are in a bar and they're drinking and they want to <laughs> sing, singing to Sweet Caroline is, is, you know, one of those that's just, it's just fun to do. Yeah. And, and well, the, old know it, young know it, everybody knows it. I mean. Yeah. And, and, and because his range was, was fairly limited. Right. uh neil diamond that that a lot of people can sing it without feeling embarrassed right. that, they, that they can't hit the notes um right. now do you get do you get much from like elton john because it's a piano bar do you, you get a yeah, lot from benny and the jets uh the his his three biggest songs that we get is, is benny and the jets um rocket man and tiny dancer so that's the yeah, biggest I, the biggest ones we get that people want. Um, Benny and the Jets is the biggest probably sing-along one that we do, but everybody loves the other two as well, but we just got to place them correctly in the night because they're slow. So it's all about, well, we say it's all about pacing. So it's, we can't play slow song, slow song, slow song, so because people would leave, you know, so we have to very well um, pace the show to the, um, you know, the best way we know how to keep the audience there and partying and having a good time. And then when they're tuckered out, we slow it down and then we bring it back up. So like I said, we're so, the party throwers. Yeah, exactly. That must be the funnest career. It, I love it. It's fun. And I've gotten to travel all over the world doing it. So, and it um, has allowed me to afford to put my own music out. You know, I've been offered basically given a career where I'm honing in my performance skills and, my musical skills and my singing skills every week, you know, three, four nights a week, I'm able to, to harness that where other people didn't get that stage time. I'm getting it and getting paid well for it. And, um, and like I said, I, I've been all over the world doing it. So I've got to travel. It's great. <laughs> singing four or five days a week. How does your voice hold up? Um, I've had some vocal issues in the past where I had to go on vocal rest because I had a hemorrhage in my vocal cords. So uh, I go see a vocal doctor, um, uh, specialist ENT, ENT that um, scopes, strobes my vocal cords about every six months and they make sure that they're healthy. So it's easy to, when you're singing that much, to strain and to fall into bad habits. And so I have to really watch not falling into those bad habits because I'm a power singer. And so she has to remind me, her name's Jill. She's like, uh, you have to remember you're singing all these hits that were all these power songs. And that's why they're hits, you know, and you're singing them three hours a night plus three, four nights a week. You're doing more on your vocal cords than a professional singer does, you know, um, that's touring. You know, you look at somebody like uh, Luke Combs or somebody like that. They're doing an hour and a half concert. You know, they might do it four nights a week and take three off or five nights, but they're only singing an hour to an hour and a half, you know, in their part, I'm singing three plus hours at a time. And then I, sometimes I take outside gigs as well um, for my solo stuff. So it's a lot of um, warming up, cooling down and trying to take care of the, the amount of water that I've taken in my body and keeping hydrated and not singing sick. <laughs> so. Mm. Well, you know, be, when, when your pipes are your, your paycheck, basically. Right. Pretty much. You you have to really take care of uh, a gentleman comes to mind that didn't do that. And that would be meatloaf. Uh, right. I don't know if you know what happened to him, but he, he, he killed his vocal cords at one point because he was singing three, three hours at a time, but he was not taking, he, he had no training and wasn't taking care of himself. So, right. Uh, I want to say that there was, uh, I'm trying to think of who the artist is right now. That's on three weeks of vocal rest and had to cancel concerts like recently, like I'm talking about like this week. And I can't, I just read it. Um, 
I can't remember who it is, but it's a major artist who's, who's been touring, you know, or starting to tour again. And his doctor said three weeks, no talking. No, so, no talking, talking for three weeks. Yeah, you so, can't do it. Like it's 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 crazy. Like my family would make fun of me. They'd flap their arms around because I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's a great way to learn sign language. It's yeah, like, well, I know it, they don't. So yeah. well, <laughs> you try to get somebody's around. attention, you're like <laughs> Did you try to write? They're like, What? What? What are you trying to say? And I'm like, mm. you know, you get angry because and they think it's hilarious. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> to make fun of me. So I'm like, buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> and they can argue with you and you can't argue back. I can't write fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is so true. So let's talk, talk about your uh, uh, um, your solo career. When did you start writing music? Uh, so the I started writing, I guess I've always kind of written a little bit, but never had finished a song until 2000. Five, I wrote the song "Given Back to Us" um, and put it in a demo form, but didn't actually record it and release it until 2018 or 19, 2019. I think it's been out like almost two years. So right at two years. Um, so it's called "Given Back to Us," and I finished that song in about 15, 20 minutes. And it was basically the story of my husband who went to Iraq, and it's the story of my children and me while he was gone, and how they come back different. Um, it's, I think it's a pretty song. I've got, I mean, it gets airplay here in, in Arkansas around Memorial day, veterans day. And I have people that go like, that's my favorite song yours. Um, but it's, you know, that was the first one that I actually, I think I actually finished and recorded. And like I said, it sat for 12 years and I didn't do anything with it until I actually started recording music again. So, um, now I write, um, two or three times a month. Um, with some Nashville writers and all of the songs that um, I put out from now on are co-written songs. Um, last year I released four songs, two of them I co-wrote this year. I've already released two, both of them I co-wrote. So um, I'm writing regularly now. So I've got probably 15 songs in my catalog that are finished and we'll be picking through those to determine what I'm going to be recording for next year. Are you so. thinking about uh, once the COVID thing is completely gone and stuff and you're thinking about doing a tour and getting a backing band yeah so i have a band um and we yeah. actually do play yeah we play um about once a month we just did the delta arts festival here in um newport arkansas and we are also scheduled to do a radio promo concert in september um back at the same place at newport arkansas um, and then i play about once a month because i do the dueling piano gig and that pays me I mean, it's my paycheck and it's my full-time job. Um, I'm a house player there. So it's hard for me to take off and do it every weekend. So I kind of pick one weekend a month and my band, you know, backs me. So we have a place down here that I played. I want to say it was like two weeks ago um, that we did a, a three hour show. So, and then I play again there in July, which is called the library kitchen in downtown Little Rock. So, I, I mean, I get hired to do things like that as well. And my band backs me. I've got a, a, there's four of us. And then sometimes we bring in a fifth player depending oh, on oh. how much they're paying us. <laughs> the more you pay us, the more people I could bring. <laughs> exactly. If you pay us little, you might only get me. <laughs> <laughs> me and my now, piano. <laughs> exactly. Now, now I live in Seattle, Washington. I love but, Seattle. Uh, I, but I work for a company out of Arkansas. I may be the only chicken salesman you've ever met. Oh, well, no, you're for... from Arkansas. So you probably. Can, can I say what I think it is? Yeah. Tyson. It's not tea. <laughs> huh? 
Huh? But we, it's not the big T. Oh. Uh, wasn't Tyson, but it's a company called Simmons. They're out of Siloam Springs, Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, that's up where uh, where Tyson is as well. I think I'll, yes. probably all the chicken coops are up that way. But yeah, yeah, so I actually lived in Seattle growing up, or right outside of Seattle, Bellevue, Washington. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, my whole family is, my mom's side of the family is from up there. So um, my grandmother passed away like three years ago at 103 years old, and she um, lived in Bellevue her entire life. And so I lived there when I was, with the school there when I was in fourth grade. What, what school? I went to Sunset Elementary School, and my brother went to Newport High School. I know exactly where that is. I used to play. I, I went to Juanita High School. We went to. We yeah. would play football against. We got so my my mom graduated from Newport High School. So East End, uh, I guess Eastgate is where uh, where yeah. my family's from. And then I have got family in Linwood and Renton, and then on the Tri Cities on the other side of the state. I love coming I up there. It's one of my favorite places. Well, good. How the hell did you end up in Little Rock, Arkansas? My dad's from here. Oh. <laughs> My, my 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 dad met my mother up there, and he was from here, and he was in the service. He was in the navy, I guess, and he was probably out there at uh, is it Bremerton, yeah, the naval base. Um, so he was probably there and met my mom, and I guess they fell in love, did all that stuff, and <laughs> moved her down here. You know all that stuff. Well, they they almost got divorced when I was in elementary school, so she moved us up there, and then they got back together and we moved back down. But um, yeah. one of my yeah my favorite one of my favorite places in the United States is to be up there in, in the Seattle area. I love it. Well, you used to go surprised. and visit Grandma every year till she died. Yeah, it, it's a great place. Except, you, so you'll appreciate this. Three yeah. days ago it was 111 here. My mom was telling me that she was like, "There's a heat wave going up there." She said, "I feel sorry for them. Nobody has air conditioners." No. No, I was sitting here trying to do a podcast, and it was 111 in this place. So it wow. was like. I had my towel. I, so you now know, you know what we feel like down here in the South. Oh, boy. I, I, I admire you guys because when I would go down to visit uh, um, the corporate office in Siloam Springs, yeah. it would be 90 degrees and, and the humidity of 95. And <laughs> At least. It, so it, it was like you, you walk into the, into the facility and you dry out. Then you go walk out. By the time you get to your car, you're soaked in sweat again. Right, right. You have to keep the car running so you, your air condition doesn't shut off. Exactly right. <laughs> so it's taking forever to get cooled back down. Oh, yeah, it's hot down here. We don't know how to deal with it and, and the way that you guys do, like like uh, um, putting stuff over your steering wheel so you can get into your car. <laughs> you can uh, actually without, drive. Yeah, <laughs> without burning your hands and stuff. So we, we don't get any of that stuff up here. Yeah, you do now. We do, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You had to walk on lava there last week or a few days ago. Yeah, so it's going to be happening more and more. So yeah, so but, you know, I love it up there. I'm I'm jealous that you, you get to be up there, and I'm down here. I want to come visit, but I have nobody to visit now. <laughs> My uncle he travels all the time, so you know. Yeah. By the <laughs> way, I wanted I wanted to uh, thank your uh, husband for his service. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I have a good friend of mine that is uh, her husband uh, came back. He was a medic in Iraq, and uh, unfortunately, he got uh, in the way of a couple of IEDs, and and so he's had some some issues coming back. Yeah, uh, well, my my husband had one go off next to him, so in the Humvee, so he has to come back with some issues. So I get it, and that was one of the reasons I wrote the song. Is you know, if you listen to the words of it, it's all true, and it's a if you could put yourself you know, in the place of somebody here watching somebody go and come back different, you know, and here we are 
2021. He's been back since 2005 and uh, we're still dealing with it. So still dealing with it. It's hard. It's hard. I wish I wish him well. And, and I wish you well. you're uh, uh, this is an interactive experience, by the way. So yeah. we'll have people chiming in from time to time. Oh, and, that's fine. Uh, yeah, and Kayla says, uh, you Hi, are Kate. so beautiful. She must not be talking about me. You are so <laughs> beautiful and such a great vibration coming from you. She must not say that. Can you see the shine? I keep trying to block my shine. It's hot <laughs> down here. No, you're fine. You're fine. I feel like I'm shining. Yeah. I'm looking at her profile picture. Kaylee, you are gorgeous. I love that purple hair. If she still has it, that's what her profile picture looks like. She has a purple yep, hair. She does. Yeah. I did purple in my hair um, a couple of weeks ago. It was like a light pastel purple, but it made my, because I'm blonde, it made my hair look um, that like that gray color. And I was like, I wasn't a fan of it. And I was like, I'll do pink next time. <laughs> pink is good. I like pink. I like purple too, but I love pink. You're a girl. You're supposed to like pink. Every mm -hmm. year. You know, so well, purple is my favorite color. I love purple, but um, purple, black, and pink, red that's that's my colors. Well, you know, I, I could sit here and talk to you all day long, but uh, I we need to play some music of yours, yeah. I so appreciate it. An idea of uh, of what you do now. The first one I'll I'll play is the and it, it, it's uh, the uh, the pre produced uh, uh, music video. That, that somebody's pouring you a drink and it's peanut butter whiskey. It is. is right? It is. I tried to hide the label, but they weren't paying me. They weren't paying me for this spot in my video. No, <laughs> they should have. They right? should have, you know, that's, that's <laughs> marketing. It's marketing and stuff. Right. <laughs> um, but but uh, peanut, I've never heard of peanut butter whiskey. So that, it's so good. If you're a peanut butter lover, I love peanut butter. Like I eat peanut butter bars every day. So I love peanut butter. And so it's uh, it goes down real smooth and it's just it's great. Get it, you chill it. Mm, so good. So um, this one is the pre-produced one is Little Things. Is that right? Yes. And tell us about that song. So this particular song we wrote, uh, co-wrote it with Matt Damon, Trafton Harvey back in um, let's say like August of last year. And I had this idea like a um, year and a half ago when I, I knew I was going back in the studio and I was starting to write more with Nashville artists and Nashville um, writers. And I was like, I really want to do a duet. I want to do a love song duet. I had an idea. I knew it was going to be called Little Things. I knew the storyline of what I wanted, but I couldn't find... Um, I had a couple of friends I was wanting to write with and they were like, Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Well, they didn't get back to me on time. And I was like, look, I got, I got stuff to do. Like I got, I got goals. I've got to, we got to make this happen. So somebody had talked to me in the piano bar and they were like, Hey, do you know Matt Dame? He's from here, but he lives in Nashville and he's amazing. Like you need to, like you, you two need to do something together. And I was like, and it, he was like the second person to say that they're friends with him. Matt, I don't know, had ever had probably never heard of me outside of these two people probably saying something to him as well. And um, I was like, let me look at who this dude is. <laughs> Let's see who this guy is. And I uh, kind of got looking into his stuff. And he has a couple of songs that I, one of them is called Whiskey and Memories. And I would listen and I listened to it on repeat. And I was like, I love this man's voice. Like, he's got to be, he's got to be on the, on my song with me. So I reached out to him um, on Facebook and I said, hey, I'm Pamela Hopkins and a couple of buddies of mine that know you because we were all in law enforcement. Apparently, he used to be a police officer. I was a police officer. 
Um, and so we had mutual friends. I said, tell me, I need to, ha- I need to get with you um, about this song um, that I'm trying to write and we need to do something together. He's like, yeah, I, I, they said something to me too. And I was like, cool. Do you want to write? And he said, absolutely. Let's make a date. And so we did. And he said, do you mind if I bring my buddy in Trafton? Um, he's great. He's a great lyricist. And I said, that's fine with me. I just really want to get this done. And he started playing guitar. We did it through zoom because it was during COVID. Um, did it through zoom and he started playing guitar. And I said, well, here's the words I came up with on my side, but I can't say what little things a man likes about their wife or somebody that's a long-term relationship. Um, at the time. So I can only speak on one side of the relationship, what have you, whatever combination that is, I can only talk one side. So what would the other side be? And so he started putting some stuff together and trapped in and we all three talked and started writing these lyrics and came out with that. And I'd never met Matt in person until we recorded the song. So I record outside of Nashville, Tennessee at a place called Off the Rope Studio. It's in Franklin. And uh, Matt knew, already knew the the producer, which is Houston, uh, PT Houston. He's like, oh, yeah, I know Matt. He does a lot of demo work for us. And I was like, how do I not know this dude? He comes over. We do our pictures and we get in the studio and we knock it out. Everything, pictures and everything in about an hour and a half. And this is the product that you that you get to hear now. Matt did not want to be in the video. So we had to come up with something more creative. (laughs) So I enlisted some friends of mine uh, and said, how would you like to be in my video? They're like, what do you mean? Like, what we got to do? I said, not much. It's just, you just got to act some stuff out. And of course we all had a blast um, doing it, but it just, uh, I, w- I really wanted Matt to be in it because we had a different idea and just had to go a different way. Matt was just like, I don't want to be in a video. I don't want to do that. <laughs> he was like, you have fun with it though. You, you can have the song. We're good. You know? And I was like, okay, but it's such a great song. And we're up for some awards for it with the uh, Josie Awards. Uh, oh, good for you. Yeah, we're up for event, event, musical event of the year, and I think song of the year, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to relook. And the Josie Awards, uh, they're the biggest independent music awards um, worldwide. So I'm up for six, and this song is up for two. So I'm pretty proud of that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a great yeah. song. And by the way, that's going to be broadcast uh, on television this year, from what oh. I understand. Yeah, um, the uh, RFD, is that right? Well, you got me. I, I, all I know is it's going to be on TV. That's, but, That's uh, awesome. And what's really cool is uh, uh, um, Michael Stover. He's got a, he's got a stable full of you guys that are really talented that are involved with uh, the Josie Awards and and others and the Country Music Awards. I suspect is in your future and all of that. So well, we had the Arkansas Country Music Awards here uh, earlier. Well, last month, I like it was it was June seventh, and I was up for Female Vocalist of the Year here. So, which is a big deal because here it's so tight and they have music professionals pick from all these people and they only narrow it down to five. So I was given a, an actual official nomination this year. So I was just like, pat on the back. Yay. <laughs> I didn't that, win. That, well, no, no, but you did win. Because did. a nomination is as good as, almost as good as the award itself because right. that was on your resume. Well, and yeah. being being recognized when it's not um, what I've noticed with this particular award uh, that we do here in Arkansas, that's different from some of the other ones. It doesn't go like, okay, everybody throw their hat in and we're going to let the fans vote first. That's not how this one works. This one literally let, was everybody puts their stuff in and then the committee comes together and says, you know, okay, who's credible, who's not, who fits the standard, you know, of what – because there's criteria, you know, and they actually do the research first before they narrow it down to the five. 
you know, so if you get in the top five, they've done their research on you, which is well, good because I mean, yeah. I've, I've worked hard for something. <laughs> exactly. As long as it doesn't turn into a political shit fest, which I can mm. imagine right. happens time to time. Well, I hope not. Um, like I said, this is my first year being involved with it. And I tried to get a nomination last year and didn't get in. So there you go. This year I did. So I was like, well, I'm just going to keep plugging along, doing the same thing I'm doing. And, um, you know, and then the Recording Academy and the Grammys, I just now became a voting member of that. I got that as well because they also do their research and I was offered an invitation to join that organization. So the, the, the Grammys is in the yes, Grammys? Yes, yes. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah, what, so that was like two days ago. They they sent me a thing and said, by the way, we're inviting you to be part of our 2021 um, Recording Academy Grammy class. Um, and it's like good for the next five years. So then I'm now a voting member of the Grammys out of the Memphis chapter. Well, now you wait and see because you're going to get nominated for a Grammy. And then I, Wouldn't I, that be great? <laughs> Then you have to vote for yourself. Won't that be fun? Uh, well, I would. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> well, if you, you don't know. vote for yourself, how can you expect anybody else to vote for you? That's exactly right. Now, we're going to play this song, okay. and then when we come back, i got to ask you, because you slipped and said that you changed careers from a police officer to a nightclub uh, piano player. So we're going to talk about that. We're okay. Gonna... <laughs> That's, that is quite uh, the, the last the last hour I was talking to somebody who went from being an engineer to a singer. And it's like, that's the different sides of the brain are involved with all of that. Right, so, right, right. So. I'm happy to discuss it with you. <laughs> so we'll be right back. And this is uh, Pamela Hopkins. And the name of the song, again, is Little Things. And when to stay away You know how to bring the sun To my darkest days You know just what turns me on And just what turns me on Like the way you call me baby And call me all night long It's those little things That make my heart melt Everything that you won't find In a Put me to bed 
you won't find in a fairy tale. It's what wakes me up and puts me to bed. Looking back, I know I'm blessed. It ain't white picket fences, fancy cars, and diamond rings. It's those little things. Oh, I love those little things. That's Pamela. Hopkins, that is just beautiful, and and uh, Susan would like to chime in. You've got to stop having such awesome guests on. I'm not getting any work done. Just kidding. <laughs> I, wouldn't <laughs> I, get it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. And Kayla, Kayla said that's that's so pretty. It's it's such a Thank great you. song. It's such a great song. Thank How's you. it being received? Um, so it went number one on the Australian indie charts and I think it got up to like number two or three in the UK, um, on the indie charts. Of course, you know, here, the big machine, you can't get past it unless you go, you're on a, you know, on a major label, but we're trying. I mean, it's, it's, uh, everybody who, you know, who hears it, loves it. Nobody's ever given me any bad, bad feedback on it. So, you know, I think it's going well. Uh, I've already had somebody use it for a wedding. So there you go. <laughs> that there is no higher praise than that. Is, is like we got to use it for our wedding. We have to use it for our wedding, and I was like, "Good, please do." <laughs> do we that, need to pay that, you for it? Nope. <laughs> Just let everybody <laughs> hear it. Since you brought it up, I, now would be a, a, an appropriate time for me to make my little speech, sure. which is, um, go to her website. By the way, what's your website? Uh, it's PamelaHopkinsMusic.com. Go there and buy the music there yes. or buy it from Amazon, there buy the CD, buy, not download, not pirate. These people work hard for their money and they deserve to get paid for the creative juices that they're bringing to all of us because there are people, Pamela, there are people that are going to be sitting in their car that are going to be listening to that song, singing at the top of their lungs about the lover that they have in their life. Right. And you are impacting people in a really, really positive way. And the cool thing is you'll never meet them. I know. I'd love to meet them all, though. I love people. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, I do. Which, I'm such a people person. Which brings me to how in the world did you become a police officer? So uh, long story short, um, I got out of college uh, 97, a uh, long time ago. I'm, I'm older, an older person. Uh, and I got out of college in 97. My husband had just become a police officer the year before. And we weren't married as of yet when I graduated college. So graduated college we, in May. We got married in August. And I started looking for a job and could not find one that paid very well. And I was like, well, he does that. I'm kind of interested in that. My degree was in psychology. And um, so I applied for the police department that was next to the city where he worked, which is he worked for Sherwood, Arkansas. I worked for Jacksonville and they hired me um, and it paid a whole like nine dollars and seventy five cents an hour. Holy crap. Really? Right. A lot of money. <laughs> but it was better than what I mean. Minimum wage was like five bucks. So, you know, I was like, woohoo. you know, but I was like, this is crap. You know, I was making like nineteen thousand a year. 
Um, but like I said, coming out of college with a psychology degree, I didn't feel like going back to college to, at the time to get my master's in counseling. And I was just call I was school burnout because I went straight from high school into college, did it in four years, didn't take any extra time, went to summer school to get, you know, busted my tail to get out of school because I was just ready to go. Um, tried the music thing a little before uh, I met my husband in college and, um, I'd, it just wasn't my thing at the time. It wasn't my time. So, like I said, decided just hurry up and get out of school. Did that, and I uh, transferred from Jacksonville Police Department to Sherwood Police Department, where my husband worked, and did it for a total of 13 years. And during that 13 years, I nine of those years I spent in the school as a resource officer and DARE officer and held some pretty high positions with our DARE organization here in the state and trained a lot of officers on how to teach the D.A.R.E. program. And we had another program called Smart Choices, Better Chances. And we would go into the schools and teach those. Um, got promoted, went back out on the street. And my children were little at the time. And uh, I never got to see them anymore because they put me on the two in the afternoon to 1030 shift and never saw my kids. And they were like, finally, we were like, Mom, you know, we, we miss you. Like, don't go to work. Please don't go to work. And I was like, I have to go to work. I'm the supervisor. You know, I can't not go and worked the weekends and everything. So my days off were like Monday, Tuesday or Sunday, Monday. So I might have one day a week with them and decided at that point in time, uh, asked my husband, do you mind if I go back to grad school and get my degree in education? And he said, that's fine. Applied for grad school, got in and did two years of grad school. And I actually was a teacher for five years. So, and then went into music. So. Wow. You, you, yeah. so, so the, I have a degree, is- I have a degree in teaching. A master's of teaching. Well, congratulations because you you've done you've done so much, but this is your passion. This has always been my passion. Um, and the problem was is back in the day when I knew I could sing, I didn't know how to accompany myself very well and um or at all because I wasn't great at the piano. There, there's not many people that sing and play cello. So I was kind of like, what do I do? So then you do karaoke, you know, well, now I'm karaoke queen. Well, that's great. That's fun. But where is that really getting me? And what am I really doing? Because, you know, if you do karaoke, you're which is great. It's fun. And I know I took it serious for a while and I was in competitions and I would win them and I'd win money. And um, it, it got to where like, is, is this it? And, you know, I just kind of put it away for a while and sang in church for a while as well. And I want to say when I was teaching, I, we went back to a piano bar and I was like, I really want to do this. Like I really want to delve back into music and really get into it and talk to the guy that was playing piano. I said, Hey, I play piano. I kind of fibbed a little bit. I, said, <laughs> I can play piano. I'm not great <laughs> at it. And I got up and sang and he's like, we well, got a great voice. And I was like, well, thank you. And uh, so he's like, well, learn 30 songs and come back and come back and see me. So I had this big 1918 upright piano. Obviously, you can't plug your plugs into them. And uh, my kids and my husband heard me bang out um, the same 30 songs for about six months. (laughs) till I memorized them and could play at the same time badly, by the way. Um, but he let me get up on the, he, he said, come in on the Thursday and I'll let you get up and play a couple songs, kind of get your feet wet and started doing that. And then started picking up more shifts. And then they offered me a paid shift and went from there. And I was able to actually quit teaching and do that full time and have never looked back and then started. Okay. Well now I'm covering everybody else's songs. What, what do I do now? And 
you know, I've got this song I wrote and I need to start writing and I'm trying to find other songs that I can do. So I released some songs in 2018 and 2019 on my first EP. And uh, they were songs written by national writers. And then I had the one, well, some were Arkansas writers too, but that I had the one I wrote. And then I'm just continually to do more. Now I'm writing more and I will co-write majority of my songs unless I find when I really like that somebody else has written, everything will be mine. So pretty proud of it, (laughs) especially at my age. (laughs) You should be excitingly proud of what you've done and who you are. By the way, I wanted to ask you, um, have you been in Nashville quite a little bit? Um, Yeah. So that's where I record now. Like I said, uh, right outside Nashville in Franklin, I've recorded twice at off the row uh, studios, which is like I said, right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm supposed to go back to do my vocals on one of the songs that I wrote back in December called um, One Too Many. And we've already got the music done on it. And we did that through Zoom. And so I've got to go lay my vocals down. But I've got four more songs coming out this year that are already done that we release one at a time. So my next song is supposed to be in uh, coming out the end of this month, but it's not finished yet. So we're still working on the uh, the production of it. It's The vocals are laid. The music's mostly done. And we're trying to hone in the little the little details before we actually release it out. But it's called Back When. And that'll be my next song that I do. And I would love to have you back so that we yeah. can preview that and do that. You're, you're just a delightful. Well, thank you. The reason why I wanted to ask you is because there was a guy that I interviewed. I used to do a music show on KKNW in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that I interviewed that went to Nashville. And his name is Dylan Warnock. Are you? Have you ever heard that name? I've not. But oh. I'm horrible at names. Well. <laughs> what doesn't mean I didn't see him, but I'm not wearing a great name. And old, yeah. I call it, uh, you know, the, you get the CRS. Uh, oh, <laughs> can't remember shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan, so much. She signed up on a website. Yeah, I'm and sorry. Y- yeah, no, you're you're good. And her story closely parallels hers because she was a psychology major, a violinist, and eventually ended up working on boats and then merchant ships before becoming a mom. So, you know, we all yeah. we all do different stuff in our lives but it's important because you found a place in time when you said no this is what i want to do and how i want to spend my life right and if we could get everybody my personal opinion mm-hmm. if we could get everybody on the planet to follow their passion they wouldn't have time for hate division and war correct and we would all be much better off and we'd all be a bunch of happier folks if i i and, and I, I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, going through my careers um, is, is that when I lost the passion for one, it was time for me to find something else. And I, I did that. A lot of people get stuck um, hating their job, you know, like you said, and then they get angry and they come home and kick the dog or whatever, you know, or they're not doing what they love. And that takes a toll on your, I think on your mental, your mental happiness. And, um, you know, with the police work being out on the street again and my kids begging me not to go to work, I was like, you know what? I love helping people, but this is not worth what I'm missing at home. And um, I need to do, I need to be there. And so then I did the teaching and then I loved teaching, but my parents got sick and you only get 10 days off in a year if you teach. Cause they go, well, you got the summer off. I'm like, yeah, but that, I had a diabetic kid, my two diabetic kids, both of my sons are type one diabetics. 
Um, and at the time just had one, which is my 20 year old, he got diagnosed at four, but just his doctor's visits. And then my, my dad got, you know, he got cancer and he passed away a year and a half ago, but he had cancer for eight years. And when I, my mom started having strokes and I was like, there's not enough time in the nine months I'm working. That's worth me staying at this job to miss doing things with my parents and doing things with, you know, if they need me and with my kids. And I love teaching, but this um, doing the music, I worked at night late. My kids are in bed, so I was able to still put them to bed. Um, I had the days off so I could go take my parents if they needed help. I could take my kids to their doctor's appointments. And I've just been much happier. I mean, doing this than I've ever been in my life. And the joy that I feel like when I perform and I see people smiling and dancing and having a good time, it just, it's just something, unless something lights up in me and my energy just goes up. I've had somebody tell me one time, they were like, you know, I talk to you all the time, but it's something about when you step on that stage, you're like when you step on that stage, like you are a different person. You just light up and just what comes out of your mouth and you're smiling and you're having a good time. And you just, you radiate this energy that rubs off on other people. And I'm like, that's great that I'm doing my job. Because if you're happy about what I'm doing, then I'm happy that I made you happy. So, you know, I want to bring joy to people. I don't want to be a dancer. And who wants to do that? <laughs> no, I honestly believe that that is, that is how you know, without a doubt, you found your passion. Right. I, I used to, I was going to tell you, I used to make a joke and I'm sorry to cut you off. This is funny. So it's like, why are you in a bar now? And I'm like, well, because it was frowned upon when I drank on the job as a cop, as a teacher. <laughs> I don't know why they had such a problem with that. <laughs> well, now I'm, I'm hopeful that as a police officer that you never had to draw your weapon and you never got any. I did. <laughs> I oh. did. That was, that was quite often, but uh, it's, it's a dangerous job. But it, you know, I was in it. I felt like I was in it for the right reasons. I was there to help people um, with that job. It, it's, it takes a toll on your outlook on life because when you're constantly going in every day and you're dealing with the worst and you hate to say the worst in society, but that's what you're called to do. So, you know, you work the, the accident where somebody's died that, you know, that there's PTSD that, you know, we talk about war, you know, veterans and things like my husband's got PTSD and your buddy probably has PTSD um, from things I saw, things that happened, but police officers and even firefighters and EMT workers, they're out there every day looking at death and, and destruction and, you know, people getting hurt and they take that home and it doesn't go away. It, it, it's in your dreams, you know, to, so to watch a child drown, you know, and they're calling you and the parents going nuts. Well, I have children. So yeah, you know, you are trying to keep it together because we're human and we don't just turn that off, but it, it does, what I think a lot of people don't understand is, is cause they expect police officers to be superhuman. No, we are still human. We still have emotions. And, you know, after a while it does take a toll, um, you know, on your mental state. And like for me being in the schools was my happy place. I loved helping kids. I loved going in the classroom and teaching and, you know, having that partnership and that relationship with the school and with these students in the school, that when I went back out on the street to work street patrol, it was fun. It, it was a lot of adrenaline. But then after a while, again, it just piles back on. I'm dealing with the drug user who's trying to break into somebody's house. I'm, you know, dealing with the guy who's messed up on Sherm, who took, you know, was trying to snatch a kid or a dog or, you know, some crazy stuff. And you're like, what are you thinking? And it's just the, that part you deal with eight hours a day. 
and then you're dealing with the accident on top of it or the kid that drowns or the, the teenager who overdoses and you're having to do that and be that person eight hours a day. And then you take it home and people expect, oh, you just turn it off. No, you can't. <laughs> so I'm sure that I have a lot of PTSD. I just choose, you know, I've kind of tried to leave that in the past and I try to be happy now. So whatever I need to do to be happy. And then I know people rag on cops and I'm like, you know, my brother's still a police officer. My husband just retired back in 2017. And, you know, it's, it, it's an honorable, I think, career choice for the people who do it for the right reasons, but it is a hard, hard thing to do. And I think a lot of people don't understand that, especially in the bigger cities when you're dealing with a lot of the element that people don't want to deal with, you know, they, they deal with the 5% of the population over, and over, and over right over again right and then the media it, just says different stuff and you're like <laughs> it's it's it, i was before i did this i was a metro bus driver in seattle for uh for uh, 12 years and so i've had instances where policemen saved my life right. and i needed i needed to have them there when they got there and they did a phenomenal job as a matter of fact in the interview I did before this one, there's an artist by the name of Matt Weston, Mess, Matt Weston, and he has a song out called "The Thin Blue Line," and yes. it's it, and it is a uh, you've obviously heard it then. I haven't actually listened to it, but I saw the advertising for it. I actually need to go and listen to it, <laughs> but I did see it. Like, um, is is he one of Michael's people too? Yeah. Okay. Yes. He's, then I have seen it. I just haven't listened to it yet, or I started to and got distracted. My ADHD is off the chart, so. <laughs> it, it, it's a great tribute. <laughs> like squirrel i mean i call my band the squirrel train i'm like pamela hopkins and the squirrel train band <laughs> let's play this what were we playing <laughs> yeah, i have to tell you you're just delightful <laughs> um, but let's talk about before i run out of time because okay. i want to keep an hour so that then honor your time but uh because i could talk to you for hours <laughs> but uh uh tell us about uh um <clears throat> giving a damn. Ah, giving a damn. Don't go with my outfit. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one, I live in a small town here. So I grew up in Little Rock. Um, like I said, most of my life moved up to Seattle area for a while and came back down. Um, and then when my kids were little, um, we moved to a little small town called Bologna, Arkansas. And I've lived here since 2006. Um, when did, when did our kids to go to a smaller school and one that had full-time nurses, which in the big cities, they don't, the nurses, you know, skip around the schools. The reason being is because my son was diabetic. And so he needed somebody there to help take care of him. But uh, so we moved out here and it's just a small town. And I kind of prided myself of not knowing anybody here. And because I, I just know how small towns work. They're all in your business. Um, and I just didn't want people to know until, you know, my kids start having friends and I get to know their parents. But I try to stay in my lane and stay in my house. <laughs> I don't want to know. Um, anyway, so I started writing with a guy named Dave Linehan and Melissa Lee. And it was our first Zoom call back in, I want to say it was late September, early September. I can't remember. I was writing a lot in August, September, October and recorded at the end of October. And uh, we were talking and I had an Amazon package come in or Amazon. Oh, it was packaged from somewhere I ordered. And I was like, guys, guys, guys. And they were like, what? And I was like, you got to see my new shirt I got. <laughs> and I was like, and I held it up. And Dave started just chuckling. Now he's, I write with Dave uh, about every other week, him and I write twice.
twice a month together, sometimes three times a month, depending on how our weeks run. And I was like, you have got to look at this shirt. And of course, it's the first time he's ever laid eyes on me. Like this is the first five minutes we've met. And the shirt says, given an F doesn't go with my outfit. And I was like, I know you don't know me, but if you knew, this is me. Like, I don't give a damn what you think about me because I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to, I'll stay in my lane. I go, I don't care how you make your money. <laughs> don't care about how I make mine. This out, go, go. And uh, he said, and I said, we should totally write that song. He was like, we should write that song. And so we finished the project we were on, which was back when, which is my next song coming out. And the next time we got together two weeks later, he said, so what are we writing? And I was like, well, you know, we talked about writing that song, giving, giving a, mm, don't go my outfit. And he's like, yeah, let's change the word to damn. I was like, please, can I use the F word? And he was <laughs> like, do you want it to play on radio or not? And I said, yeah, <laughs> you got to say damn. It's okay. So we wrote the song and it starts off with small town people talking. And because uh, he's like, how do you want to start it? And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm in a small town and let's, you know, let's just talk about these people. Uh, small town people talking. I'm not sure what they're saying because I don't care. <laughs> don't care i know they're talking about me i don't give a damn so that's yes, kind of where the the whole thing came from so if you watch the video that just came out last week it's been out one week we're almost at five thousand views on it which i'm pretty proud of as an indie artist that's great um yep. it hurt it hit 3300 in the first 24 hours so i was pretty proud of that because usually it takes forever to get that many <laughs> yes it does it takes a while yeah 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 so i was uh, i think we're up to almost five thousand as of when i looked at it a little bit ago so um, check out the video too. It's on my Vivo channel. It's Pamela Hopkins Vivo, all one word. If you go to uh, YouTube, that's on there. But yeah. Now there there's, a whole lot, there's a whole lot of pressure here because I put a little video together for you uh, that I play behind the music. Uh -oh. So I'm hoping you like it. Uh, it's every, <laughs> it's everything that Michael sent me. So that'll Sweet. work. By the, by the way, I've got a new name for you. You are what now what I'm. I'm going to call you a country music star badass. Is what there I'm you go. You. <laughs> I love it. Because you and, are you are who you are and let the rest of it be damned. Right. Right. Well, and so, if, if you ever come to one of my concerts and you might hear the F word instead of the D word. So you never know. That's perfectly. There is no. That is that is the most impactful word in the English language. So many uses for it. <laughs> You can good do and bad. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I told, one of the interviews, I was going to tell you this real quick and I didn't even play it, but one of the interviews I was in, she said it was like a speed test. She's like, okay, 10 speedy questions. Here we go. And her favorite, one of her questions was, what's your favorite, what is your favorite word? I said the F word next. <laughs> she said, what'd you say? I'm going to slow it down for you. The F word. <laughs> First word sounds like. Yeah. And I was like, the second F word is Friday. So I like that one too, but <laughs> the first F word. Okay, this is Pamela Hopkins, and the name of the song again is Giving a Damn, Don't Go With My Outfit. Small town people talking, not sure what to say, word has it, I'm not their favorite. They see my attitude and my confidence, the way I wear my bling. You don't like my hair, or the way I wear my jeans. A little too tight, but it feels right, and I'm okay with me. I know who I am, and don't you ever doubt it. The 
Hopkins and <laughs> I love the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> but your voice I'm full is, of that. <laughs> but your voice is just enormous. Thank you. <laughs> you 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 are just so talented. And I mean, one of those pictures I saw that you were standing next to a bus when you're going on your national tour to major uh, uh venues, I'll drive the bus for you. Awesome. I'm not need a bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how all that works yet. I'm still learning that part of it. So and I'm, I'm trying to find a maybe next year um, I'll find a touring band to go with me because my my band guys work during the day. So they're like, I can't go. <laughs> yeah, well, they mm-hmm. well, they got a job to right. do. They still get to follow their passion and stuff. So. Right. Well, and I have a day job. I just um, it's flexible. So exactly. Exactly. I do whatever. <laughs> Pamela, I'm not going to I'm not going to take any more of your time. You've been you've been awesome. And but I want to allow you the opportunity to tell the audience anything that you would like them to know. Uh, first of all, start with your website again. OK, so my website is www.pamelahopkinsmusic.com. Um, I have lots of merch on there, especially if you liked the giving a damn. Don't go with my outfit. Uh, there's T-shirts, hats tumblers everything on there and that's another way to support indie artists is to buy their merch because um sometimes the albums and stuff don't uh you know pay very much (laughs) so you could also buy buy the the cd right 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 well streaming doesn't pay a whole lot but um you can also buy the physical cd i have not put my new songs out on a cd yet because i'm compiling them all at one time um but my ep is still out you can actually purchase from my songs um that were released within the last two years um, other than that, please follow my music, stream it, share it. Um, if you see my videos on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and comment. That's the biggest thing is liking and commenting because that helps the algorithm show it to other, to other people. And that's free for people to like and comment, you know, on something you like, um, give it a thumbs up and all that good stuff. And like I said, if you have somebody that loves country music, especially country rock and they like that attitude type stuff, have them follow me, reach out to me, send me a message. I'll talk to you. I'll talk back to you. I don't have that many fans yet. (laughs) It's just me. 
Oh, you will. I hope so. I hope so. I'm working towards it. So, but the more from what I'm told, um, especially at my age, because I'm an, I'm not the young 20 something year old uh, woman um, that, uh, you know, I have to pretty much build my fan base myself and it takes work and it takes time. So the more, you know, phone numbers and email addresses I can show that, hey, I've got people that if I came to their city, they would pay for a ticket to come see me. Um, the better chance I have at pitching towards somebody to actually sponsor, you know, so I'm sponsored by Gone Country Hats right now. Um, they're, you know, they sponsor several of the artists, especially with MTS and my, uh, Michael Stover. Um, they help us out a little bit, but that's, you know, that's not a lot right now. So we need all the help we can get. So buying the merch, streaming, downloading, sharing, all that good stuff helps any of us. And that's pretty much the message I guess I have is thank you for watching and thank you for having me on and please, you know, follow me. Come cruise with me. I'm going to be on a cruise uh, performing oh, in that... November. Yeah. The Norwegian. Oh, okay. I got to remember the name of Escape. So they're going to pay you to be go on the cruise so that you can perform, right? Yes. So I'll be on free? for three weeks. Yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah, for me. I'm there yeah. November 13th through December 4th. Uh, I think it's on the, the, I think it's the Escape. It goes out of Port Canaveral and it goes down to uh, Tortola Saturday to Saturday. I want to say it's the escape, Norwegian escape. So, well, so one of these days I'm going to have you back. I'd love yes. to have you back anytime you want. Thank you. Um, and, uh, but the introduction will change and I hope you don't oh, mind. That's fine. It'll, it'll be, and I'd like to welcome to the show, everybody, the Grammy award winning <laughs> Pamela Hopkins. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Which would be great because I can vote for myself. That's right. New artist of the year, even though you're not. Right. Um, you've been doing this a while. Who is she? You, I, I tell you, you are just dynamic. And it's, Thank it's, you. Uh, oh, and um, do you have a YouTube, YouTube channel? Yes, I do. So if you search my name, I have two. I have an artist channel and I have a Vivo channel. So all of my official videos are on Vivo. Um, so if you put it all together, it's no spaces. Pamela Hopkins Vivo is where you find my official music videos. And then the ones that I release that are more acoustic um, or past performances is just you can just look at Pamela Hopkins artist and it's it'll show up. I've got two. So if you'll subscribe to both, that would be great. That'd be awesome, too. Yeah, I, I try to keep kind of the, the professional music videos on one and my kind of around the house, you know. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> you, Here's an acoustic you, version of this song that sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I want to thank you for coming on, and it's been it's, it's been absolutely a joy. And I appreciate uh, you inviting me. I've had fun. And uh, thank you, she, Susan. <laughs> she's. She, I think you have a new fan. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Susan. So send me a message. Like, join my Instagram, my Facebook. If you go to my website and you get past that first where it says, please put in your email address and you scroll down, um, it says enter site here, that first homepage, if you scroll down, all my social media is there. So that's why I don't really get my social media. I'm like, you go to my website, my social media is there. You just click on each little icon. It'll take you straight to it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And send me a message. I'll talk back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and she might even not say anything naughty. Um she might too. Uh, Pamela Hopkins has been our guest. And if you'll stay right there, I've got to do this and then I'll be right back. Okay. Thank you.
Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.